you are Locked On Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, welcome to Locked On Heat, your semi-daily podcast on all things Miami Heat. We'll be going back to a daily show closer to the start of the season. My name is Wes Goldberg, and I'm here with David Ramil. And from Sports Illustrated, Rohan Ned Carney will be joining us. This is part two of our mailback episode that dropped on Wednesday when we talked about where the Heat could finish in the East if Dwayne Wade was the best player ever to not win an MVP and if we eat our sandwiches with a toothpick still in them. So needless to say, you'll want to check that out if you missed it. Today's part two, and we'll answer questions about Miami's rotation, trading for Kevin Love or Nikola Vucevic, and what the value of the Heat's players would be on the open market. So let's get to it. Kurt writes in, Hey guys, thanks for reading my last question. You're welcome, Kurt. I really enjoyed your episode with Matt Moore. I like the idea of pairing Jimmy Butler with a big man, and I really liked his idea of using win shares as the metric of who that big man should be. So when you look at Kevin Love, the thing is he only gets about 6.4 win shares if you look at the 17-18 season, but Bam Adebayo gets 6.8! Exclamation point. Olenek gets 4.7, so I'm not convinced Kevin Love is the answer. There is another all-star big man, however, who I believe is also available, who puts up 10.1 win shares. That big man is Nikola Vucevic. The Magic drafted Mo Bamba and Jonathan Isaac when the when the Vooch was only getting four Oof. win shares a game. He really improved his game last season, but I believe they only signed a new contract in order to trade him for assets. I think it should take yep. the same assets to get Vucevic as Kevin Love, maybe even less. My only reservation is that you could play Love and Bam together, but if we got Vucevic, one of them would have to play power forward. That might be the fo- that might be the way forward for Bam though if he can, in fact, shoot it. I'm just going to end it there, because uh, this keeps going on and on. Vucevic Which as... isn't available. He's not available. Are you yeah, sure? Kurt. I mean, you're close yeah, to no, Orlando. Yeah, they, they, well, I mean, they, that was the, the goal to re-sign him, because he is a good player, because he's still fairly young. I mean, I understand they have their young core, which I happen to write about today, plug, plug. And uh, at the same time, I, I think they, they still view him as... A very capable player. I, I think I don't there's still questions about what. I don't disagree yeah. with you. I will say this just for a point of what of fact or whatever. Okay. He makes twenty eight million dollars this year. At the end of his contract, he makes twenty two million dollars. He has a decline. Every annual salary yeah. declines. People create con- They construct contracts like that so that they can be tradable. It does not necessarily mean that they signed him to be traded. But sure. it would it's also the same thing with Aaron Gordon too. I mean, that's, that's, I think that's, that's just the Jeff Weltman's strategy as far as contracts are concerned. I just wonder if they saw Vucevic as an asset who's coming off of an All Star season and said we can't let him get away for nothing. Let's sort of monitor how Mo Bamba and Jonathan Isaac come along, and as soon as we feel that they're ready, if they ever get to that point, we'll trade Vucevic. Yeah, I think they still see Isaac as a three. I mean, that's the strange part is they see him as a three is or Aaron Gordon. Gordon the point kind guard? Of, what is he? Yeah, no, yeah, Gordon and and Isaac kind of switching there positionally, positionlessly, as far as the the front court is concerned. And, and Bamba, uh, you know, he's back. I think there are still concerns of about him being able to play twenty minutes or more. So I think they're still comfortable at least for the next couple of seasons with Vooch as their center. Um, at least that's my feeling around the organization. I might be totally wrong about it, but at least that's the vibe that I'm getting so far. Um, so I don't think he's going to be on the market. He won't be for at least a couple of seasons at least. And look, I, I love Vucevic. I think he's a great passer, very underrated. He's not as bad defensively as everybody thought. He can stretch the floor. So he'd be a great addition. Um, I, I don't know. Better than Kevin Love? 
at, at this point, I'd say Vooch is a better center. I, I wouldn't want him at the four. I'd probably move Bam to the four, yeah. and I don't know if that lineup works either, though. That would be a little difficult. So, Ron, do you uh, have a strong opinion on this? Kevin Love, Vucevic, should the Heat be even looking yeah, at those plays? Yeah, that this is depressing. That's my opinion about this. I mean, listen, <laughs> don't, get me, don't get me started on the Magic, who just want to have like play a five center lineup like a five-man lineup of players six nine or taller i don't i never have understood what they're doing why they have when everybody's acts i mean yeah um greg popovich does i think love would be a better fit than vucevic i mean kurt kind of hit the nail ahead on the end of his email I, i love that he's obsessed with wind shares that's perfectly fine but I do think Love is a power forward and he makes a lot more sense on this team than vucevic i think vucevic is a good player but What's the point? What are you really doing with him on the team? You know, he doesn't fit on the heat first and foremost. Let's just get that out of the way. Like, it's not even worth entertaining because the last thing they need is another center when they want, you know, Bam to finally have a year to develop. Yeah. And then, and, and, I, I, and Kevin Love's ability to play with like a superstar level player like LeBron, especially one who's a dominant personality, I think that would mesh best in the yes, locker room with a guy really like Jimmy, so. That's important. That's important. Um, Kevin Love is like souped up Kelly Olynyk, right? And he yeah. can stretch the floor. He can rebound in a way that I think is important next to Bam. I still have questions about Bam's long-term rebounding, even though I'm against rebounding as a fundamental stat. But I think it does matter a little bit. He's big. You're against rebounding? As I think a it's a loser stat. stat. This is not his first time this week. Yeah, okay. no, I'm not. Either. I'm not touching that one. I'm not touching that one. I just, it's not worth it. It's not worth the energy. I had too nice of a day. To, to touch that one. What's the weather like in LA right now? It's beautiful. It's beautiful every single day. It's going to be even more beautiful at night when the temperature drops. It, everything about it is lovely. Oh God! I, I had I ate a sandwich at the Garden of the Getty today. It was perfect. No What's no the second toothpick? time you brought up that sandwich? No toothpick. It was a really good sandwich. Heirloom tomatoes. I was actually with someone, and we went halfsies, so I had half of a BLT. Half you ate half a sandwich? Wait, what? Are, no, I, listen, I went, I had half of a BLT and half of a turkey sandwich. That way I got two different ones. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. that's yeah. okay. All right. Yeah, so yeah. That makes sense. I, th- I thought you were going to be content with what half a sandwich. kind of bread? No, don't be because. The first one was on a sourdough. The second was on something called Dutch Crunch. And both See, this were is very- new. So I didn't find Dutch Crunch until I moved to California. They are obsessed yes, I with heard, that here. I heard, it's, I heard it's a Bay Area thing, what and it was doing quite here. There. What are we doing here? We're talking about what food. is this? Oh, okay. Dutch Crunch, <laughs> Dutch Crunch, and Tri Tip. People love Tri Tip in California. It blows my yeah, mind. Yeah, Tri Tip. People do seem to be excited it's about just the tri-tip. tough steak. Why do we like it so much? Uh, Rico writes in with Kelly and a healthy and well compensated JJ at the four, and Jimmy and Justice probably playing some minutes at three in certain lineups. Plus, with Duncan's new con- or contract now guaranteed, sorry, where does that leave Derek Jones Jr.? Do you see his minutes being reduced, not by any fault of his? I will say this before we got this question from Rico. I was, again, it's August. This is what I do. I was outlining Miami's minutes and depth chart and stuff like that. I do think DJ gets shoved out a little bit. I think he's. Yes. I think there is going to be a point, maybe a month into the season, where David, a lot of our mailbag questions are going to be, "What the hell's going on with Derek Jones Jr.?" Fires Spo. Like, I can already see that happening. I guarantee it, it's going to happen. 
Well, I'll say this to Rico's question. It is through fault of his own. It's the fault that he can't do much else other than attack the rim and explode athletically. I mean, that's that's all he does. He's a good leaper. And there's not much else that he's capable of doing consistently at this point unless there's a huge transformation in his game, which we have not seen and probably will not see. I don't see any reason why he would earn additional Well, the big time. question is, do the Heat play a zone a ton? Because that's what got him on the court last year, right? Was because he was so good in that zone. I wonder if they're going to He's also an defense. incredible offensive rebounder, you know, That's to true. his leaping ability. Who he cares does, about rebounds, like, Rohan? It's a loser I mean, his, his timing on those offensive rebounds, I mean, I, there was a, a stretch when it, whenever him and Bam were sharing the floor, the Heat were picking up an absurd number of their own misses. So the, he does have you know, some sneaky utility to his game. I mean, obviously that's tied into the athleticism and the leaping, but, I mean, that's good to have. Fair enough. Do you think those minutes are going to get cut? I don't think he's going to get cut, if only because I think Spo really, really likes him, and I think, you know, Spo kind of has that that developmental, you know, that love for that aspect of the game, and I do think that he wants to get him out there and see what he can get from him. I think that they really seem to be throwing him to the Wolves defensively, you know, beyond just the zone, they want him to guard, you know, perimeter guys, and they're probably asking him to do a bit too much. But I mean, maybe they can get something the more they put on his plate. So uh, I don't know that he's going to be a, a a solid rotational piece the whole year. But I think Spo likes him enough that he's going to get you know a good amount of minutes. Was that you breaking news that he was going to get traded to Minnesota? Was that me? No. What happened? What are you talking no, about? You said throwing him to the Wolves. Sorry. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, good God. Jesus. Man. Wow. That was Wes-esque. Wes-esque that was. Um, I do have a question about Derek Jones's position going forward. Is he a three? Is he a four? They draft KZ Paul. I, I think truly I like have no upside. idea what his position's going to be. Un- I, that Duncan is, Robinson, I don't even know about him. I mean, he could be a three or a four. They got all, and that's not a bad problem Duncan to have. Duncan Robinson is not going to be a four. Why not? No, I, I don't think he has He's a bigger than Derek Jones Jr., that's not saying much. <laughs> I don't think Derek Jones Jr. is going to be a four either, to be honest. Yeah, I just, if he can't shoot, man, I don't know. And if you put him in the four, I don't know. Uh, you kind of just have to stick him in the corner. Like, whatever position he plays nominally, you just stick him in the corner, let him run baseline to attack yeah. closeouts and get offensive rebounds and just stick somebody else who fits next to him. It's just, it's it's kind of strange. And again, if Casey Paula is supposed to be a future player in the rotation, I wonder where that leaves Derek Jones Jr. I don't know. Um, they'll see. If you play fantasy football, you're going to want to make sure you listen to Vinny Iyer and the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. With over 20 years covering fantasy football, Vinny gives you an edge that you're not going to get anywhere else. Vinny is a rising star in fantasy football analysis, and you'll want to get on this show now before everybody else does. It's Locked On Fantasy Football on the Locked On Podcast Network. CZA Mac writes in, if Justice will be the point guard on offense for the Heat this coming season, who among these three guards, Goran Dragic, Deion Waiters, Tyler Hero, should start with him and Jimmy Butler? And he adds as an asterisk here, considering that the potential Dragic-Hero backup backcourt tandem would be a liability on defense. Wait, what's the question? Who should start start next to Jimmy Butler between, between Justice and Jimmy? Who should be the other guard? starting in that backcourt. Um, keeping in mind that if you bring Dragic and Tyler Hero off the bench together, that defensively, that could be a problem. That's a good point. I will say Goran was doing some nice work off the bench last year. 
and, and it's nice to have someone as capable as him yeah. off the bench. Like he's a sixth man plus. Yes. Um, I don't think Tyler Hero is going to play as much right away as people think. <laughs> yeah. I, like people are really freaking out about him based on summer league stuff, and I understand that he's a first round pick. But I'm not super concerned just yet, if only because I don't think all of a sudden it's going to be like Tyler Hero is a huge part of the bench rotation right away. So I do think you can configure lineups to an extent where you're not playing, you know, Hero and Dragic together right away and and they just have to fend for themselves defensively. So I'm personally coming around to the idea of Goran off the bench, if only because I, I have a little bit more faith in him you know, running that unit by himself as opposed to someone like Dion, who I do think can slot in nicely uh, next to JJ or next to Jimmy and Justice. And Dion's not going to command the ball as much as Dragic does. So I think it makes sense to, to split up Gorn and, and Jim, or Justice at the start for sure. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think Jimmy's minutes are going to get staggered, so they'll probably play some with Goran off the bench too. So I think it's going to work out in that sense. I, I'm, I'm expecting big things from Dion. Um, you know, I... I uh, I, I happened to talk to his trainer over in Miami, and he's oh okay. He's a hundred percent. Yeah, he's a hundred percent. Trying to sneak on in over into the Dion beat. I see how it is. Well, you you <laughs> got promoted, Rohan, to the Dwayne Wade beat. So somebody needs to backfill uh, you. So. Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's, why you he's moved down. to LA? Yeah, he's, his weights at the lowest it's been in a long time, according to his trainer, and and starting to get even lower as they approach training camp. He's completely overhauled his nutritional regimen. I know there's an opportunity for jokes there, but uh, he's lost a lot of weight. He's perfectly healthy. The ankle's fine, and now they're just starting to get his explosiveness back. So, honestly, I I think he's the the better fit um, as far as that starting lineup is concerned. So, yeah, Justice at the point, ostensibly, with Jimmy handling the ball, and even Dion handling the ball as well, too. So, I think that's a great lineup, versatile uh, defensively, and I think they're also, you know, capable offensively as well. They're attacking the rim, shooting from outside, etc. Maybe Dion's not as good a shooter as Goran is at this point. No, in his but career. I think, but at the end of last year, and it's a small sample size, Dion was Miami's best three point shooter. So he was, yeah, yeah. I, I was. Dion told me he was going to keep letting it fly from three. Also, he was feeling good. That was at the end of last season. So I, okay. I think that he's he's. I don't think there good. was ever any doubt that he was there was never a doubt, part. never a doubt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love the fit, and if we're talking about a Justice, Dion, Jimmy, let's say Olenek and Bam starting five. I, li- I like the length of that group. Yeah. Yeah, and you're only looking really at one minus defender in Kelly Olenek, and I even think that's a little – he's better than people give him credit for. Um, he, he has some utility depending on the matchup. He's smart. He stays in front of people. He's really tall. He might be Miami's tallest player. It's him or Miami. He's really right tall. Okay, that matters. Relax. Just sorry, easy, Wes. What? They're all basketball players, okay? They're all very tall. Okay, but yeah, Kelly Olenek is taller than Dion Waiters, though. <laughs> like, what are we no, taller? I'm, I'm taller, as tall as taller. Dion Waiters, so that's not saying much. Roshan writes in, if all of the current Heat players were it's free It's Roshan, dude. What did you say? Roshan? What is that? It's Roshan. got two O's. Yeah, what? R-O-S-H-O-N, Roshan. I think it could be Roshan. Or Roshan, yeah. maybe? I don't know. Oh, I thought it was Rashawn. I'm sorry. It's possible. possible. Motion of the Roshan. If all the current Heat players were free agents this year, what kind of contracts do you think they could have signed for? What the heck kind of a question is that? (laughs) Why do you want to know that? That's what I have to say. What what do you hope to gain from the answer to this? So I already did the homework. (laughs) Do you guys want to hear what I came up with? 
Yeah. Please do, because I'm not going to answer this one. Yes, you are. You love answering these kinds of questions. There's no way I'm going to sit here and take the time to think about who's going to get what on the open market. And Good Lord. So I'm glad Wes did the work, because let's hear it. Yeah, I compared it to players who signed at that position in relative age and skill level this season, what kind of contracts they got. Goran Dragic, two years, $32 million. That's fair. I mean, I'm just going to agree with everything, so yeah. James Johnson, two years, $20 million with a team option on that second year. Oof. Oh, okay. the Knicks? Does he go to the Knicks? <laughs> Probably. Justice definitely. Winslow, four years, $72 million. It's the Malcolm that's, Brogdon that's, contract at $85 million. That's, that's too steep, but sorry. Malcolm Brogdon got four years, $85 million. You don't think Justice can get $72 million? Malcolm Brogdon no. was like the Bucks' second best player in the Eastern Conference Finals. Justice Winslow was... Is 22 years old, tremendous upside, especially defensively. Four years, $72 million. Ron, I thought you said you were just going to agree with everything. Uh, but I'm sorry. I think yeah. I, I'd scale that back a little bit. To what? Maybe four sixty-four, sixty yeah. 60 to 64, something in that range. That seems, that seems better. I think maybe that even on the open like market, a, a people think that his price would have got, it would have started. Maybe it starts at 60, 64, and then it gets driven up by people that want him. That's my opinion. I don't. I don't think he's viewed league-wide as, yeah. league as a, a competent and consistent enough shooter where they um, kind of yeah, take that chance. I would out. agree. I would agree with David. Kelly Olenek, two years, $30 million, or three years, $45 million, $15 million a year. Mm. I mean, Dwayne Dedman got like 11 or $12 million a year or something. I mean, Okay, he's... that's fair. That's fair. I'd say it's probably a little high, but I think I, mean, I you know I think Deadman's expanding range is one thing, and I think he's still probably a better athlete than Olenek is. So three three thirty nine sounds good. Maybe something you split okay. the difference. Okay. Dion Waiters two years eighteen million nine million a year. Nope. nope. Too much. Yeah, I think he, he's like five to seven and a half million. Reputation thing. Yeah, I think he could get nine. I think he could get nine. You love team, Dion. I mean, we all I love know. Dion. I, it it really comes down to, I think it comes down to how teams felt about his health. But no, I mean, that's a good point. Uh, it's un, kind of unclear what his free agent market's ever been. I didn't consider Just, the health thing. You're right, because he's yeah. coming off of that. Yeah. Um, maybe like maybe, two yeah. years, maybe, 15. With a team yeah, that, sounds, that yeah. sounds a little bit better. Are we going through like one through 15 here? No, no, how? I got two more. I got two more. Oh, Meyer, okay, okay. Myers Leonard, one year, $8 million. Sure. Okay. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Who, who gives him the eight million? Yeah, yeah. yeah but to, who? who it, it would, would okay? How about this? Would the Lakers prefer him over Dwight at this point? They ought to. They probably wouldn't. I know right. Rohan likes Dwight for the Lakers, but we, we, he, he we talked all, about I, that on the I, I, I wouldn't say I liked it. I just think that there's a case to be made for it. Okay. And there's something to be said about taking a risk on a on a guy like him that can maybe bring you – I mean, Myers got exposed a little bit at times during the playoffs. I mean, exposed isn't the right word, but no, he can be a matchup problem. Exploited? So, so, yeah. Yeah, exploited, exploited. So I think – I just made a case for Dwight. I don't think he's a cure-all, but he makes some sense for a lot of teams. Derek Jones Jr., three years, $15 million. The final year of that contract is partially guaranteed to some level that is allowed. Yeah. What is it? What, give me that one again. Three, three years – yeah, three for fifteen last year, partially guaranteed. For who? Derek Jones. Derek Jr. Jones. Oh yeah, that sounds mm, five million a year. That's that's on the very high end of his, is what I would say. I think you're right. Three years, twelve, something similar structure. Okay. 
With the NFL season around the corner, you're not going to want to miss the new look Locked On NFL podcast. With expert analysis from former NFL scout Matt Williamson and host Brian Peacock, Locked On NFL is your daily podcast on all things NFL. Subscribe to Locked On NFL wherever you get podcasts. Last question, Popeyes or the Chick-fil-A spicy chicken sandwich, Rohan? I haven't had the Popeyes one yet. It's a glaring hole on the resume. I don't know where my new local Popeyes is, so I have to find it. Mm. You know, it's not that easy. I'm in a new city, so give me some time. Uh, You know, definitely by the start of the season. I know that's giving myself, uh, you know, a full two months or whatever here. But, you know, just give me some time. I'll get around to it. I love – I've eaten almost every version of fried chicken between bread that's been offered on a – wide commercial level so it'll happen i promise or, or as bread toothpick. or as bread you know that's, that's another thing we were talking about this before that's we recorded. right yes um, i have naked chicken chalupa and i i recommend it so what is that wait hold on oh that was that's i'm sorry that's that we were talking about that before that's right oh, oh the legacy. chicken the, when the chicken is the bread yes yes correct where correct. was that i forget where that was taco bell baby that's right that have was taco you, bell. Kfc, that, uh, kfc uh, did uh, the same thing kfc did the same thing the double, the double down? down. The double yeah. down. Oh, so That's right. you guys have already had this conversation. All right. Yeah, uh, yeah ketchup. <laughs> the Chick-fil-A spicy chicken sandwich. Better or worse than the original? Better. I would agree with that. Sorry, David. That's right. Um, have you had In-N-Out? I have had In-N-Out, and it's delicious. Let me. The last time I was in L.A., I, we had Sports Illustrated's Fashionable 50 show, so I had to be on the red carpet, you know, doing some interviews. I went for a hike in the morning. I had a smoothie for breakfast, and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to eat until after the show. That way I can maintain my physique and also, you know, just have something to look forward to, except the show was not until 8.30 local time, Ooh. which is 11.30 Eastern. Mm. So by the time this thing ended... I was starving, and I got got in an Uber, immediately went to In-N-Out, still in my suit, ordered two burgers, fries, a shake, uh, took them back to my hotel room, and just put on a guy's grocery games and just went to town on this This meal. This is luxurious. The Uber through the In-N-Out drive-thru is a California... I I, I actually did not take it through the drive-thru. I'm sorry if that was misleading. I I then had to call a separate Uber to take me home. No, no, that's my bad. Oh, so you took two different Ubers. You took one Uber to In-N-Out. Yes. But you didn't eat it at the In-N-Out. No, I wanted the experience of eating it on my bed in my hotel room. Wow. You could have just told the Uber to take you through the drive-thru. I didn't know that was a thing, and I'm not comfortable doing that. I don't oh, love it. It's kind right. of it's kind of a power move that I'm not comfortable with. I don't have that much power. I will say it's happened before. Uh, yeah, I, my, my friends and I were sloshed off our ass, and we went through the oh, talk about this is a family podcast, David. <laughs> well, it's okay. <laughs> you, you said the word shit like 20 minutes no, ago. That's right, you're right. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> Sorry to all our families listening. I'm, I apologize, but yes, I, I was severely intoxicated, and we took. Um, well, she must have been in her late mid to late fifties, and she was an Uber driver. And we took her through a Taco Bell line, and uh, we offered to buy her anything at uh, one move. o'clock in the morning, That's and she did not move. want anything. So yeah, it was great. It worked Always out pretty offer. well. Always offer. That's it for today. You can connect with us on Twitter using the hashtag AskLOE or email us at LockedOnEat at gmail.com. We'll be back next week without Rohan. So make sure to tune in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. Yeah! Wrap it up, dude. Um.